Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at cerebral.com/podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over seventy million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B two B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes, yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be. To be, we'll even give you a one hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn. dot com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn. dot com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. Sontar ha, sontar ha. This is the Poison Sky. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who rewatch podcast in the world. That is certainly not true. Um, my name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Santa to you, sir. And Santa to you, good sir. That <laughs> you started it, what do you I mean? Know. You hate it? I know, but I decided I don't like it. Hello, 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 how are you? I'm all right, how are you? I am well, Nathan. I figured out that I'm scared of blenders. <laughs> God, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> you don't so have to acknowledge put... it, you can go past it if you want, but I know you no, need to know you, why. You put me in an awkward position now, Lawrence, because <laughs> I know exactly where this is going to fucking lead. But go on, Lawrence, tell me why you're afraid of blenders. Let's so get Nathan, this awkward banter chit-chat out of the way, shall we? <laughs> so, Nathan, today I was making my protein shake. Of course you was, yes. <laughs> uh, and I realised that my blender kept, um, it made the big noise, and then it kept kind of juddering forward. And if it jutted much further forward, it was going to fall off 
the desk or the, the little counter top that it was on. And I worried if it got too close, like I can't prevent it because I don't want to stop it. Because then what if it was, you know, froze the disc at my face? I was the disc, not the disc, like the little top thing, the lid thing that you put it in. Because you, you have the little cup and then you put it upside down and then you spin it and lock it in place. What sort of blender you got? What, what are you working with? It's like a it's it's like a Nutra Bullet situation, I think. But is it a Nutra Bullet? Because those are like sixty quid. Yeah, no, no, no. We got this back in the day when I had a real job. <laughs> I just I just recently dusted it out. It's been in a cupboard for like three years. It is an old one. It's not a new fancy one. Is it an actual Nutra Bullet? Yeah, yeah, for, for definite. I think you're lying. I'm not, I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> All right, great. I won't. I'll forget. Nathan, awkward banter out of the way. Great. Well, that was a lovely story. Thank you for telling me that you're scared of blenders. You're so welcome. I'm glad I could share that with you. What are we doing here today, Lawrence? Nathan, we're talking about Doctor Who, the second parter of this little Sontaran saga that we're in. Is it a saga if it's only two parts? What is a saga? A saga is like a collection of things, isn't it? Like a, a, a collection of media. <laughs> sure. Isn't it? I don't know how to define a saga. A saga is whatever you want it to be, all right? Look, it, it, it can be a saga, sure. Why not? All right. The Sontaran saga. That's what they should have called this one. Nathan, it is The Poison Sky, but who wrote it and who directed it? Lawrence, I'm glad you asked, because this is actually series uh, four, episode five, and this is The Poison Sky, as you just said, but no one cares about you. Uh, yep. It is written by Helen Rayner, uh, who wrote it last week, obviously, and uh, directed by Douglas McKinnon, of course, also same director, which makes sense because it's one story which was filmed in a block. Altogether. We like we like to give everyone their credit for like each episode they're on, but it is always funny when it's a two part, and we're just like, of course, this makes sense, and it would be these two people yet again. Well, you say that, but there is some uh, two parters and three parters and other stuff which do have different writers and directors. So, is uh, is the is does does the same director and writer carry over for Utopia, The Sound of Drums, and The Last of the Time Lords? Lawrence, no. I was going to say I have no idea because I don't have that information on my spreadsheet anymore. Yeah. But the answer is no because I distinctly remember because Curses. it was a different writer-director for Utopia. We went through this. This is We've already covered this, okay? This is old source. This old is source is old news. But, Lawrence, I'll tell you what's not old news, and we probably should have mentioned this before we started with the Poison Sky thing. But this is the first episode in a new Who era, world, universe. Did it? Hooniverse, the uh, the first episode of the, I was going to say 50th, but the 60th anniversary specials has officially landed. What did you think of it? I thought that it was good because I've seen it because I have a time machine. I have a, one TARDIS myself. Well, I, Lawrence, the date is currently uh, the 22nd, no, uh, 27th of November, Lawrence. So but It's a time machine, Nathan, so I went forward in time, watched it, and then I came back, and now I'm here. But what? But you didn't need. What I'm saying is, you didn't need to go forward in time because it's the 27th of November. It came yeah, out for, on the 25th. Not for us recording this. Yes, but this is a little bit I'm doing, Lawrence. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> doing my me. other bit. Join me, won't you? Yes, Nathan. And. I'm doing my my own bit, and our bits are conflicting. So we need to decide who has the better bit before we can move forward. I feel like I was already doing my bit, and then you just joined off with your own bit. So I feel like that's poor bit form. <laughs> on, on, on your end, really. I apologise. Um, we haven't seen it. We have seen the Children in Need special, though. Yeah, but that's old news by this point. 
Oh, yeah, but we can, oh, yeah, no one's going to be talking about that now. No, no, no one's literally. It's the... Except for us. Nathan, what did you think about the Children in Need special? I thought it was fun. I did too. I did enjoy really? it. And I'm glad everyone is. I'm glad not everyone insane. had a very normal reaction to everything <laughs> yeah. that was involved in it. And no one uh, overreacted to any kind of information that came out after the fact or about any changes that may or may not happen. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about The Poison Sky, um, which is written by Helen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Nathan. Let me set the scene for you, okay? All right, please do. I'd love you to set the scene for me. I'm going to close my eyes. You, okay, yeah, please. <laughs> Everyone at home, also close your eyes, unless you're traveling, driving, or doing something. <laughs> oh yeah, that don't you... do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, actually, as a precaution, just always assume you should have your eyes open for these for these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, let me paint you a picture. The Sontarans are here. Unit is here. Cars all across the world are now gas bombs. Um, Martha is a clone. Wilf yes. is currently choking, trapped inside a car. Yes. Um, that previously on trailer was fucking busy. <laughs> I, I didn't realise just how much happened last week until it had to catch me up on all of it. And I was like, yeah. fuck, we're, we're in a sorry state. There was a lot going on. There certainly was a lot going on. Uh, like As you say, Wilf was trapped. There seemed to be no hope in sight. The Doctor had no idea what to do. But not to worry, boys, because Sylvia's got a <laughs> fucking axe, mate. <laughs> Chad like a... Alpha Sylvia is here, ready to just get <laughs> shit done and just smash that window down. Did it have the red top to it? I felt like a comically like <clears throat> large no. axe. No, it was just an axe. It wasn't a comically large axe. Is it just a, is it like a hacking away axe? It's just an axe. With, no, because axes come in various... Is it, is it something different if it's like a handheld axe? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a hatchet. It's more for like uh. for chopping wood. Like a Viking would not wield this into battle. <laughs> It's your only experience with this Assassin's Creed. Lawrence, I may or may not have been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed recently, okay? But <laughs> that's not important, okay? I see. Um, a big old axe. Sylvia's the type of person. It was not that a big old me. axe. It's a re- it's a relatively normal sized axe. You have this weird thing where your imagination just inflates things, and you, <laughs> you, you 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 change things retroactively in your mind. Listen, it's. Axes are big. I can say an axe is big. I'm not inferring that all other axes are small. I'm just saying it's a big axe. I, I don't even know what point you're trying to make now. <laughs> so, sure. Why not? S- Sylvia does strike me as the type of person that would just have a safety axe. Yes. Like, just, just by the front door. That's what I reckon. Yeah, she's quite there in case any burglars show up. She lives in London. It's a, you know, it's going to be a scary place. You've got to protect yourself somehow. It's, I like that because I've lived on a street in London, like central All right, London. mate, fucking show up. You've not lived on a street <laughs> in central London. Central? I've lived in a zone one street. You Okay. We, we've lived in a zone one street in a building no. with heavy security. and <laughs> No, my house after uni. I was a zone that, one area. That, that's not fucking zone one. That is a zone one. Oh, Peckham at least it, is like zone three. It might have been zone two. No. Can, I, it, can it, I meet you in the middle? No, it was zone three at least, mate. Oh, that's still London. That's still it, central London. It's not central London. <laughs> central <laughs> London is like fucking, uh, fucking Oxford Street and Soho and shit. If I can get a tube in a 10-minute walking distance from my house, then it's central London. But you couldn't. I could. 
Oh, with your manic pace, yes, maybe. <laughs> I've, got, I've got places to be, Nathan. Barry Allen himself over here, yeah. <laughs> Where, what, were we, what point were we on? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Sylvia living in London. Scary. Yeah, it's a lovely street. Like, there's just, there's just kind of retired old ladies. Just kind oh, of... yeah, it's Chiswick, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's Cardiff, realistically. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. That's why it looks nice and safe and, <laughs> yeah. and friendly. But, you know. It is very... Yeah, for... for I mean, what's the what's the financial status of Donna's family? Do we know? I think they're all right. I think they're doing okay. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I think there was a line in the first episode, um, something about the mortgage, um, mm. because I, I think the implication was since uh, Jeff unfortunately passed away, Donna's dad, Sylvia's husband, maybe things might have taken a little bit of a turn. Obviously. Yeah. They've, Bit of lost income situation. Yeah, exactly. So maybe not, maybe not as good as they were, but yeah. Sylvia's putting a shift in, man, because she's reporting. Uh, she's she's supporting Donna, who doesn't work at the yeah. minute. When we when we find her at the start of the series, and and Wilf, who's retired as well. So Sylvia is is bringing home the bacon. Great. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> how she can afford to buy this big old axe, Nathan? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. We're solving mysteries. That's what <laughs> and, we do. And everyone was wondering where Sylvia could have possibly afforded this axe from. <laughs> um, did you get season one vibes uh, from Clone Martha's hacking of the NATO defense system? Um, it was it was a little bit just like <laughs> not. Not not necessarily the NATO defense system. What made me laugh was there's a moment where she like seems to have an app on her phone which activates the soldiers, and, yeah, and, the, yeah. and now they're like robots for some reason as well. There was like this mechanical sound as they like seem to activate. I was like, did they forget what they are? Like, <laughs> like they put like the Cyberman sound effect on them for some reason. Yeah, there was like an awkward head jolt up, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of reconciled it in my mind as like maybe they were just kind of dormant because they didn't have an order, and then the second they had an order, they were like, time to go. Oh, but, they had literally nothing to do this entire episode. They, they get, open a door and get shot. Exactly. They just spend the entire time just like standing around. They put some little things on the TARDIS and then they just got killed at the end. So, <laughs> RIP to those beautiful boys, I guess. But I've never noticed that they got shot. I didn't even, like, I've genuinely, I've watched this episode so many times and I never realized that when the Sontaran turns around, he only fires two shots oh. and then just kind of does a little spin on the spot. You're a bit like lazier then. <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's very obvious. <laughs> it is very obvious that that's what happens, yeah. Um, R.I.P. to them. <laughs> no. I was, yeah, I was going to say they didn't deserve it because we don't know what they're like as people, but one of them definitely deserved it. Yeah, and the other one was a coward, so as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Death to them, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glory to the Santaran Empire. I did say that. Um, no, but I, I liked that it, the NATO defense system only it requires a six-figure password to seemingly have like unlimited control. Oh, was that what it was? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, was, I remember the like a... I remember for um, for the entire world's arsenal of nuclear weapons, there was just a simple: <laughs> Do you want to launch? Yes or no? <laughs> and you can just simply tap no on your fucking iPhone 3G or whatever it is. Yeah. From from like a mock-up base in the back of a van as well, I might <laughs> yeah. add. Which also, we didn't really discuss this last week, but they're like, 
<laughs> they're like, oh, here's this big uh, mobile command center. It's in the back of a van. Here, let's all go in it. And then they walk into what is clearly a room in a building. Like, <laughs> it's so wide. <laughs> it's so massive. Like, this is clearly not the inside of a van. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It is funny to watch, like, whenever they leave it, and they're just it's just a bad... It's like whenever they leave the TARDIS, but they didn't put the TARDIS backdrop in. You can just tell they're walking oh, yeah. out of a tiny box. Or, like, the fucking... The classic series, when they're like, let's walk out these doors, but then they're just completely different doors on the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I do like that. Yeah, it's too wide. This It shouldn't yeah. be road legal. Like, There's just no way that that thing is fitting down in... Like, imagine that no going way. down a country road. No, not a chance, mate. Not a chance. <laughs> It's just not happening. Um, but yeah, so she transfers all the, the little codes or whatever to her, kind of like this little tablet th- situation that she has that can seemingly yeah. control everything. What, yeah, whatever it needs whatever, to control. Yeah, whatever the plot needs her to control, like she somehow has access to it. And you know what? I'm all right with it. Why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not have I mean, your silly little um, doomsday device? Whatever. Sure. If, we, if we're sat here excusing the Sonic week on week... <laughs> Like yeah, it'd be pretty ridiculous if we were like, hang on, this is where we draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Nathan, there is a, obviously a problem worldwide. All the gas is going about. The gas um, is going about, and we get one of those classic uh, wrestle sequences of news reports and everything, and the world is going to shit. Which, of course, Lawrence is a moment <laughs> to celebrate because, of course, that means the return of our queen. And we both, I assume, whenever this happens, we both stand up and cheer. I know I certainly do. Unironically, I scared my wife. I kind of forgot the company I was in, and I was waiting because at first there's a British woman doing yes. her delivery. Yes, there's the the, I- the traditional, as is a... Uh, as is needed, probably contract contractually obliged. The uh, the BBC News reports. Yeah, first yeah. of all, hang on. If you're doing a news about the end of the world, we need to be involved. This <laughs> yeah, is where exactly. we cut our cloth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was I was kind of like anticipating it, and then forgetting where I was and what company I was in, and how little sense it would make. Yeah. I just kind of when she came on, I went, "Yes, get in." <laughs> and my wife just turned to me and she went, "You're right." And I went, "I." I, and I paused there. I went, it's, it would take longer to explain than if you just accepted this and we moved on. It, it was a, it's a beautiful moment. It's always a beautiful moment whenever we get to see uh, Trinity Wells. And I will say, um, I should probably say a huge thank you to listener Sam Connybeer. We mentioned last week that they uh, sent in a little, a little gift for us, which again, no one is to send us stuff. We're not out here asking <laughs> for gifts. We do very much appreciate this. Um, and it's a, a signed card with uh, Trinity Wells, uh, signed by Lachelle Carl, the actress who plays her. I've got it here in a little holder sort of thing. It's, I, it's amazing. Um, it is my dream, Lawrence. The yeah. the one day we well, well first of all one day we live close enough to be able to record these in person yeah um, and we have yeah. all of this and no and we have a, a studio a, a yeah. proper an official recording studio and then we'll have this framed on the wall in, <laughs> at the centerpiece and the, the centerpiece yes of uh, of our studio um, and it, this is really amazing I'll post a picture of this on Twitter and again thank you Sam for sending this in this is incredible and I, I cannot tell you how happy i was to open this because it's amazing 
Nathan Nathan texted me a photo of it, and I was in the middle of doing a weekly food shop, and I just actually pulled the trolley over to the side. I was like, I need to I need to zoom in. I need to check this out. Thank you, Sam. That is genuinely like. <laughs> Firstly, we're just grateful that people enjoy this show enough to want to share this stuff with us. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also, like that is just the most niche and incredible thing that would seemingly mean nothing to anyone else. <laughs> you know what I did as well? Like I the, once I once I um, received the card, I got in like a bit of a, a googling hole as you often do. Yeah, and I I went to just look at like Lachelle Carl's the actress body of work and that type of stuff. Then eventually came across her Instagram page. She only got about three hundred followers on Instagram. Oh my okay. god! I reckon you're. I think we're thinking the same <laughs> I, thing. I reckon you know maybe we could poss. There's there's a possibility that we might be able to get the queen herself <laughs> to uh, to do a little guest spot on the podcast. That would be genuinely incredible. At the very least, new <laughs> intro pending. Ooh, maybe, yeah. New episode drum. Oh yeah, we had to do a little news report. <laughs> that is genuinely incredible. Ooh, interesting. Anyway, um, that's something to think about. She's um, going to gain two new suspicious <laughs> followers this week. She's already gained one new follower, so I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, again, thank you, Sam. That is uh, again amazing. We love Trinity Wells. It's not an ironic thing either. We're not like, how oh, wouldn't it be funny if we just <laughs> said how much we love this woman? <laughs> but like, genuinely, whenever she shows up, I get so excited. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so. I don't know. There's something about her which I just love so much. It's great. She. She itches like a nostalgia part of my brain that just yeah. makes me cheer and clap. Yeah, yeah, I love her. I love Incredible. her. Incredible. My note directly reads: <laughs> "Our queen, the Russellism, a beautiful American news queen." <laughs> it's true. It's true. Do you know what I'm looking forward to when? Because um, obviously she uh, unfortunately disappears from Doctor Who after the RTD era, so will there'll be quite a period where we don't see uh, any more of her? Basically, yeah. <laughs> but then we'll get into like Torchwood or Sarah Jane, and then we'll have the grand return, and I think that will be just a huge celebration. <laughs> yeah, I'll really. have two full pages of notes on this. Like, has her <laughs> has her appearance changed? Like, yeah, <laughs> it'll be a big I, moment. <laughs> it will. But Nathan, speaking of big moments, we we this podcast we are known for getting into the nitty gritty, talking about the things that people don't want to address. Speaking right. of which. <laughs> this is an entirely different point to whatever you was going to say. Okay, good. <laughs> well, perfect placement for a segue then. I think so too, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of which, we didn't really talk about it last week, but I feel like I should mention throughout these two episodes, uh, the Doctor is dressed in a beautiful blue suit, and he looks incredible. Um, and I think We've this got... is the season where it's more beautiful blue than uh, brutal, ugly brown. Brutal brown? You could have just stayed with brutal... No, I need to call it ugly though. <laughs> Fair, you just had to get there. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you might be right. I think it is mostly blue this season. I am right. I've counted. Okay, good. <laughs> so that was just a bit of a humble thing, was it? I think it might. Yeah. No, I am correct. <laughs> I'm objectively correct about this. Um, we do have suit talk, but mm. we're going to get onto that a bit later because there is someone else that tries on the Doctor's infamous outfit too. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, so we'll we'll back I mean, up to suit talk. Kind of, but okay. Nathan, we take any excuse. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, the nitty gritty, the things that people don't want to talk about, the the, the confirmations that <clears throat> Doctor Who themselves are too scared to give us. Yes. The air 
isn't as bad for the doctor as it is for Donna. So what yes. I'm saying is two hearts, four lungs. I mean, we have seen an x-ray of his body. <laughs> and it was very clearly only two lungs. <laughs> so then explain it then. So how is it not as bad for him? He's got Time Lord lungs. I don't know. They're bigger <laughs> on the inside. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you That's win. good. That's good. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You won. <laughs> Yeah. I can't I can't dispute that. That's yeah, exact, great. Yeah, exactly. Time Lord Lungs, they're bigger on the inside. That is a genuinely brilliant observation, <laughs> I will say. I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> I think you have the right to be. We're often at opposite ends battling on this show, but that I have to give you your juice. That was good. Perfect. Thank you. Anyway. Um okay. No, sorry, go on. I was just going to say my next note was the hypnosis thing makes less and less sense the more you think about it. It's true, um, it does. Um, but before that, there's a, quite a fun little moment. Um, <laughs> just king of fucking my segues. Here, well, I, I mean, we've got to stay relevant to where we are. Really. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but there's a there's a fun little moment where um, the Doc gives Donna a key to the TARDIS, and it's always like this kind of symbolic moment like oh mm. he even mentions you know quite a big moment really um and it, and it would be if they ever fucking used them like <laughs> yeah that's a good just, point they never even bother locking the tardis most of the time really yeah how does it does it like is it like a front door where you pull it to a close and it just locks itself well how no because work? they only just they just run into it willy-nilly don't they no one's stopping to it's only for like a specific reason where you ever actually see them bother to unlock the TARDIS. That's true. When it, when it's a slow, sad scene, the Doctor unlocks the TARDIS. Not even then. Is it... Perhaps is there, call back to season three, an isomorphic control situation? No. No? No. I don't think you can prove me wrong. <laughs> well, I, I think I, <laughs> I think can. it's the only logical explanation <laughs> for I a think... mechanic we've seen in this show okay. to explain away this point. Uh, but, all right, but... The isomorphic controls means that it only works for one individual person. So what are you saying only works for one person? And who is that one person? The Doctor. Yes. And any kind of scenario where he has to push on the front door of the TARDIS. And he can okay, also, also, okay. Also, he can, he can upload a, 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 another person to it. Right, okay. So <laughs> there you go. See, so I was going to say, what about all the other times where a companion just runs through the door willy-nilly? Um, it's it's isomorphic. <laughs> okay. What about the time where he hadn't even um, met Rose? You know, really, like she mm. just wandered in after him that one time. He took a scan. <laughs> when? Quick, quick scan. <laughs> when? I don't know when. He's got, okay. a lot of, he's got a time machine. He's got a lot of downtime. Great. Okay. <laughs> can we can we wind it back to isomorphic controls, please? <laughs> I was happy with that one. No, that was awful. I moved past it for a reason. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, but yes, no, you're right. It, I, I like that moment with... Because it's kind of... When you look back at season three, like fucking... The Doctor made Martha earn it. In that yeah, he made her fucking jump through hoops and go on like several different adventures before. Yeah. Mm. And it was kind of like somewhat of a... Not a big deal, but like it was this kind of moment where there was a kind of a level of trust established between them. Um, and that was nice in the moment, but it does just reaffirm that, like, Donna is just, this is just a best mate traveling with a mate. 
Yeah. Like, this is just Donna's just like, yeah, cheers. It's like, it's no, to Donna, it's no different to like the neighbor coming around with a set of keys when they go on holiday. Yeah, exactly. It really doesn't mean that much to her. She's like, thanks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, people are dying. Should we crack on? <laughs> yeah, there is bigger <laughs> stuff, like, to deal with here. <laughs> um, Nathan, the doctor once told um, Rose, I believe, yes. that. Um, the entire horde of Genghis Khan couldn't get through those doors, and believe me, they tried. Yeah, he did say that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember that because it was, it was one of the dialogue things that came on my old TARDIS money box toy. When I put money <laughs> in the top of the TARDIS, it went, it, it said that line again. You had the whole range of Doctor Who toys, and you, you little. I was little, at Lorimer's. I was yeah. selecting from the catalogue, Nathan. Little rich kid growing up in your little castle. All Not that toys. rich. I was saving up money in my money box. No, uh, yeah. I'm, okay. Hundred pound notes for Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Not like me and my family all huddled around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> you say this, but you didn't have a completely normal upbringing. No, very poor family. <laughs> um, but so I, while I recognise that <clears throat> this isn't exactly one to one, right? No one is getting through the doors. I feel like it should be harder to move the TARDIS than to just whack a what looks like a Bluetooth speaker onto the side of it. And, and well, we it talked goes. about this a little bit ago. Like again, the TARDIS seems to like pick and choose like mm. how easy it is to maneuver and steal i guess i think it's just one of those again whatever the plot needs it to do really like <laughs> it really is yeah sometimes it can be moved by some you know some little blue dudes they can move it about um a satellite whatever it was or whatever and then other times you know um uh peter capaldi's friends can shift it from del boy's market up to up to his house um and and I think a teleport is more reasonable, I guess, because yeah, it's a teleport, isn't it? They're not like shifting it physically. It's 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 tricky as well, right? Because it's like the, the TARDIS hurts my brain the more I think about it. And really, this should have been like day one things that we locked away and and established, right? But like, because it's a different dimension in a box. Yes. So like, putting the teleport device does that just move the like? The box itself moves, which I guess is the entrance to the dimension. What do you mean? So, so like, I'm just working out, like, it, like. <laughs> do you mean? Are you trying to suggest that, like, somehow the outer shell would move, but the the interior would remain and just maybe? Explode? I don't know. Obviously not. No, <laughs> I didn't say explode. <laughs> like, just be in that other dimension where it is. No, you're stu- stop it. <laughs> we we had we had an argument about teleportation before we even started this podcast. To be fair, so we're never going to agree on this. We didn't really have an argument. We just no, had but a, we, we, we couldn't had a work it out. <laughs> no, you you couldn't work it out because you were trying to imply. It, well, it's not important. Um, <laughs> what are you? I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. No, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm just trying to work out the mechanics. But again, it is one of them scenarios where I guess it is just whenever and whatever the plot calls for. Yeah, don't think about it too much. Okay, that it, is it the move. Yeah, I, yeah, it moves. All right, it, it'll move. It'll move a lot. People are moving it all the time. All right, that's true. That is true. I shouldn't overthink it. You're right. I've forgotten yeah. one of the core tenets of this of this show. Um, I speaking like of the... one of the other core tenets of this oh. show and his beautiful blue suit. Okay, stop it now. <laughs> You're getting obsessive. I, just, I know, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say the, the core tenant thing. 
I'm glad. Uh, the next <laughs> note I've got is about the Doctor tasting the teleport in the air, but I feel like some stuff definitely happens between that. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, I do a- like. Uh, the, the, I think we spoke about it before, but this Doctor is very uh, sort of like. <laughs> I was gonna, like not hands on but mouth on. Like he's he'll 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 very he'll very easily just investigate things with his tongue and it is yeah. just like I'm not, ah, ah, ah. like do you remember when we talked about the the Daleks in Manhattan episode? Like I had a core memory of him licking that Dalek brain yeah, thing. Yes you did, yeah. But it, it didn't happen in the episode. It was a false memory. It was a a um a, a, what's that thing called? A um that what's that phenomenon the um, like the mandela theory yes thing? that's the one the mandela effect yeah it was one yeah. of those um i feel like your it. brain is right to have assumed that though because it, it like just as easily i bet you in more takes than not he did lick it i wouldn't lick that even if it was like a fake prop no it was you're, gross <laughs> but that's why you're not suited for the doctor nathan that's why you don't give 110 percent to this role like and there's a lot months. of reasons why i'm not suited for the doctor and that's just one of them but I, I don't want to lick that. That was fucking grim, man. You want to lick that? You want to lick that yeah. brain? No, of course not. I'm just picturing you getting off with the roll and you're like, how many things do I need to lick? Because <laughs> I'll be honest, it's a deal breaker for me. Our first question. How many things do I need to lick? That's your first question? <laughs> yeah, not the schedule, yeah. not the pay, nothing else. <laughs> um, we we yeah. really hadn't thought about how many things you need to lick. <laughs> well, I need to know. We actually haven't written that many scripts, Nathan. We're not that far in production. I will lick a maximum of three things. Okay, yeah. that's my get this that's get this rule. in early. Put it in yeah. your contract clause. Yeah, any more than three, and I'm out. Yeah, unlimited sniffing. I'll do all the sniffing you need. Oh, that sounds gross. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Nathan, speaking of gross, you're very right. The doctor is very kind of he's like a he's like a dog, isn't he? When he goes past a bit of grass, and it's like, oh, what's that smell like? <laughs> Just kind of nose in the air and a bit of a bit of a freak for it. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, I do like how he catches Martha out a little bit. He doesn't reveal that he knows what's going on, but, you know... Oh, he Martha's, knows, yeah. Yeah, but Mar- Martha's big thing is obviously, are my family safe? It's the whole reason she left the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, And I like that he just kind of was like, have you rung them? And she's like, why would I do that? Just yeah. immediately just giving up the jigs. If the Doctor didn't already know, he would have known then. And And then there was some... Beautiful acting by Clone Martha when she's like, "Oh yes, uh, of of course, I I will give yeah. them a call right away. This is how normal people act." <laughs> yeah. So oh, turn, the Doctor turns around, and like, "I totally nailed that." <laughs> and the Oscar goes to. <laughs> um, I've put that in a note just as I do like how Freeman plays it. Like it's not subtle at all, no. as often kind of variations on these characters are like you mm. have to make it clear to the kids watching this is not martha yes it's um clone martha yeah and martha. I, but I, clone martha thank you <laughs> what? That, that doesn't sound great why not clamartha i didn't say clamartha i said what did Clartha. you say clartha oh okay <laughs> good <laughs> Um, but it's yeah i like that she plays it and it's it's not subtle mm. but it definitely is oh she's she, it's like a bad it's like she's playing martha but she did a really bad take it's like she's bad sense. at playing martha yeah basically but she's not she's great she's very good at playing martha that's why she plays martha i don't know if you know that <laughs> that is why she plays martha yeah that's why she was offered the role of martha 
<laughs> Hang on a minute, she's the best one. <laughs> yeah. That makes she's sense. The, she is the best Martha. Indeed. Um, I thought that there was... When I remember this episode, I, I, I falsely remember that... The, I, th- I falsely thought that there was more of a ticking clock element to it. I, th- I thought... I know we are counting down. You've got, like, the no. the gas density situation rising. No. But, yeah, it's not more of... It's it's not as much of a ticking clock as I thought it was. But it is, it does establish some stakes. Which are? The people are going to die when it hits 80. Okay. Yeah. 80 what? Percent? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, I guess that's just how dense it is. The density of the gas in the air. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. And our queen, um, Trinity Wells obviously talks about the, um, the American, uh, how, how fucked it is in America just because like, just the way they, they obviously use, have a lot more cars than us and that type of stuff. And yeah, it, it, it makes sense that they'd be like, fuck, let's, I don't know, let's go on boats. Let's abandon this place. Let's <laughs> go to sea and stuff. It's quite fun. I did. I did enjoy the difference. Um, the difference in like the UK presenter and then Trinity doing the American kind of uh, point of view piece from it. When it was like the, the UK was like, it's actually very reminiscent of Dunkirk, and all these people are fleeing to the sea to help their fellow man, and everything, and all of that. And then America's like, it's a biblical plague. One thing I just noticed as well, going through that, which we didn't mention, um, there is a moment where you know Donna goes back to the TARDIS, and then um, the Doctor he brings up a communication with the the Sontarans, and um, because just to have a little chat, see what's going on, basically, you know, a little catch up, um, and and that's a fun scene in itself. We can talk about obviously, but uh, Donna gets the TARDIS shows her this little conversation that's going on so she can be clued in um and as the the little tardis four by three monitor is coming on to show her uh the action we of course get a little clip of rose mm. just screaming doctor into the camera what's going on there a little mystery well nathan i know what's going on do you want me to tell you i do yes no i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for people <laughs> Um, I hate it when you call my bluff. I hate that so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's very cool. I like that it's just kind of littering teases in and amongst. As a child, mm. I remember just watching this and just being like, holy fuck. It's yeah. the same thing. Like, it just. Because when did she last appear? Oh, uh, she was in person in Partners of Crime, right? She was in Partners in Crime. She was hinted at and mentioned in The Fires of Pompeii. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Um, and then I don't think we've had anything since. Yeah, essentially. I like that it's more, more it's pretty much a tease per episode, up bar one. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, I do like it. It's just, <clears> it's <throat> one of them things that I think they're so good at doing. Um, I, I can't mm. speak too much in the later seasons, but in, in I think they're so good. We got this with The Bad Wolf. We got this with um, the, the Vote Saxon. We got this with Rose. They're so good at teeing us up and building an expectation for a finale, which I really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> a conflicted man go on yeah I, I don't know if they are it's there's <laughs> it's i i wouldn't say the rose teases are as good as like a bad wolf tease because the the thing with bad wolf the way it works is because you didn't notice until you noticed and yeah it, true and then it was like oh but just having Rose just stare into the camera and scream dog to, you know, it's like, and it, for seemingly no reason. And then there's also another one later in the season, which is the exact same clip, but it's yeah. just on a bus 
for some reason, like just behind the doctor's shoulder when he can't see it. And like, like, why? What's causing this? And spoiler alert, we never really find out. No, we do know that Rose is like kind of crossing down kind of. We know she's trying to get in touch with him and stuff, but we, we, that doesn't necessarily explain why she's randomly appearing on this TV on a bus. I think that there's definitely, I mean, like, look, <laughs> fucking call it what it is, right? It's fan service. It's absolutely yeah, like, it it's, 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 it's the showrunners going, you like Rose and Rose is back. Yeah. But I, but I don't think that equates to quite as good a tease as, as the other ones were. Really. It, it is definitely weaker. I will give you that. But yeah, no, like it, that first that first Rose reveal in uh, Partners of Crime, I fucking love it. It's great. Um, this one is like, it's exciting, but I'm like, but why? <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's something about it which it feels strange to me. Nathan, a wise man once told me not to think too much into things. What? Why is she staring? <laughs> Where's that footage coming from? Does she She's have looking, a camera? Is it is it like something to do with the subwave network? Is she is she because on that webcam it's very well. Web-cam-ish. No, but that's that's not until time travel. I know it's very hard because Rose has got some kind of nondescript situation as well, hasn't she? Well, she's teleporting. No, up. yeah, but it's all very vague. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but I don't know. Strange. Who knows, Nathan? Great. Thank you. Um, there is, like you say, there is that kind of altercation going on. There's there's diplomacy talks. Um, and yes. funnily enough, the highlight of the diplomacy talks is actually more the Doctor and that major military man just kind of sassing out each other about their approaches to diplomacy talks. Which major military man? The Sontaran major military or the unit major military? No, the unit one. Okay. Yeah, who's just kind of like, the doctor's like, could do with the Brigadier being here, no offence. And he's like, I've been hearing this all my career, man. <laughs> you, can no, tell it, you can tell it burns him a little bit. <laughs> no, but he's like, no, it's fine. I know. <laughs> he, he's a game, I'll never be yeah. He's in Peru or whatever. He's still about. The Brigadier's still working. That's impressive. Considering yeah. the next time he mentioned, it's like the doctor gets a phone call and he's like, I'm sorry, sir, the Brigadier's dead. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and he died in Peru. We never went to get him. No, I'm pretty sure he was in Sarah Jane. Uh, I think you might have been right. Uh, the later season of Sarah Jane, I think. Yeah, but I don't. Um, know. I don't. I haven't seen most of Sarah Jane, so that is fair. Um, but know. I do like that the major is like, oh, they're like trot. Like it immediately comes on screen and he's like, oh fuck, they're like trolls. <laughs> yeah, and the dogs is immediately like, like who gave you this job? <laughs> <laughs> How are you here? Yeah, How are, are you, you the suit that yeah. we report to right now? Yeah, but then again, he's not doing much better because he's just immediately like kicking off short jokes and all this type of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's, the doctor's earned that right, and he doesn't. He also doesn't have a boss in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still, still, it's a bit kettle calling the pot black or whatever that saying is. It's true, yeah. He can't really criticize when he imme- I mean, that's the that's the point, isn't it? When it when the doctor immediately fires off a short joke and he's just like, oh yeah, well, fucking one rule for you and another for me, I guess. But fine, it's true. Yeah, um, I did like that he kind of uses that to sneakily talk directly to Donna 
Um, oh, I did, and I hated that. <laughs> I liked it at first when he <laughs> said, "Oh, that's noble of you." Yeah, and that's Donna, fine. But then yeah. it was like, <laughs> but then he was like, "Let me just really fucking hammer this point yeah. home." <laughs> it's <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> I think the kids get it. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I mean, tenants' delivery was very much like, "Oh, that is very <clears throat> noble of you." Like uh, that's fine. But then he went, as in the Latin, Donna. El Temple Noble, or whatever he says, and then... As in the Latin, Donna Noble in the TARDIS, I'm talking to you. If only we could talk, you and me, on the phone. The phone, a telephone. Donna, pick up the fucking phone, Donna. What, what I love about it is that there's this moment, and I've never realised it before, but obviously then the scene focuses to Donna's reaction, trying to figure out what the Doctor means. Yeah. But in the background, underplaying it all, you can hear the Sontaran commander go, the only thing you're communicating is your fear. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, it's... just outwardly buying this fucking stupid thing that the Doctor is doing. The whole thing as well, pointless, by the way. Absolutely yeah. pointless, because he tells her to, to get the phone, doesn't give her a number to call, so obviously she's like... <laughs> Well, I've got the phone, and then yeah. just later on in the episode, he just goes to Martha, give me the phone, I need to make a call. And then he just calls the phone. You could have just called the phone at <laughs> any point. You didn't need to put in this coded message. She would have heard the phone ringing. Like, yeah. at no point did you need to put in this weird coded message for her to get the phone. It is It is a bit counterproductive, and it all, it does kind of risk Donna's position. Yeah. Um, but, but they can't get in, can they? Otherwise, they would have got in. I don't know. They could probably get in. They could, no, because they can move it around. Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but the entire horde of Genghis Khan couldn't get through that door, and believe me, they tried. I mean, that's just something he says to make himself feel better. But, like, <laughs> the, like, I mean, people are walking in and out all the time. We we already said they don't lock it. So, like... True, yeah. it's They could probably have got in. They didn't try. They, they didn't try. Yeah, they're too small. Um, <laughs> didn't make any sense. Didn't no. <laughs> Nathan, it's high time we talk about Luke, who we will talk about again later. But we we can't ignore him. We can't we can't wait for that moment. So we're going to discuss him here as well. Yes. Um, what a freak! He's well, a fucking lunatic. What an absolute fucking little. Cr- he's like. All right, boys, yeah, like, the time's come. I'll see you later, boys. I'm going to go get my students, and then we'll come up here, and we'll be the best lot ever, or whatever. And then it cuts to, like, they're back at fucking X-Men Mansion or whatever, and then they're just looking out over the, the, uh, the London skyline, and it's all choking on poison fumes, and they're, like, worried, oh, my family, everyone's crying, and he's like, all right, lads, we did it, yay! Now let's... Let's go to our home planet. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You insane little creep. <laughs> I like that whenever he enters a room, he's like a charisma vacuum, right? He just yeah. sucks the life out of any place he attends. But um, yeah, no, I think what was, I think genuinely one of the biggest fucking weird shit, weird fucking things that he does in this is like, you would assume up to this point that they're already in the know and on board, right? Because it's a far stretch, to like plan all of this and then at the end of it like 10 minutes before it's supposed to happen yeah you go all right now the real reason we're doing this like you, dude, that's a conversation you have months prior you're not giving them any warning you're ju- you're just <laughs> saying oh now we're going to mars or whatever like yeah <laughs> we're just no we're just go all right 
sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even fucking compute to him that these guys have family and people they care about and people yeah. in their lives that they actually love and who love them. He's just like, oh, no, they're just like me. They're alone. They're all tortured geniuses just like me. <laughs> so they'll come with me to my weird Rattigan planet where we can all fuck or whatever. Like, what a oh. weird little creep, man. <laughs> I... This is the thing, right? Do, do you, in all of this, the history of weirdos that we've had, right? This one obviously sits up there. Do you think he's possibly too weird to the point of absurdity? No, because there's people like <laughs> him. Because he's a like billionaire, him. right? Yeah, because there's people like him. That's that's the thing. Like, he's he's really fucking weird, but he's also the most realistic weirdo we've had. The yeah. point where he, like, he just pulled a fucking gun on them. I'm like... Yeah, if you went to a school in the USA, content warning, I guess. This isn't nice to talk mm. about, but no. you probably would be that kind of person, you know? Yeah. Like, he yeah. he definitely has those fucking vibes, doesn't he? he like does. he's he's convinced himself that somehow he's better than everyone else, that he's, like, this saviour, and he deserves to have the planet, or a planet, all to himself, where he can... Like breed his own friends and his own race of people who who understand and get him and all this kind of stuff and it's like, oh mate, you you need some like major fucking therapy, my guy. It's when you it's when you consider as well that like he like of an evening to himself when he's not teleporting into the Sontaran ship to have a chat and everything else. Yeah, he's he's just like tinkering away at his computer, working on a breeding plan, just not a self aware a self aware thought in his head. Yeah, no, like just like. Maybe this is fucking weird. But then, like, you get Reddit weirdos like this. You 100% do, yeah. And they and they don't see an issue with it. Yeah. And that's the thing. He doesn't see an issue. Like, the way he say, like, the, she says to him, like, we're going to breed. And he says, I've designed a mating program, yeah. As if it's, like, the most normal thing in the world. <laughs> like, of course I have. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're going to yeah. mate. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it's all wrapped up nicely when he says, you know, he says, Caster 36, Earth.2, Rattigan's world. And he's like, yeah. but, you know, we'd need to take a little vote on that. And I'm like, how fucking disillusioned are you? Like, how insanely removed from <laughs> from the real world can you be at this point? I can, I I can just imagine, in, in a world where, like, let's take the ending out of this. Let's imagine the ending didn't happen. <laughs> but, like, after after this whole happens... Am I the arsehole for designing a mating <laughs> program for me, me, male, 23 or whatever? <laughs> Built my own super school. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, my it's... Mate, yeah. My mate wanted to go see his mum to make sure she wasn't dead, and I pulled a gun on him, and apparently that's wrong. Yeah. So I... <laughs> and then the even end... when they all leave, and he's like... Well, I guess that just proves it. I'm cleverer than all of you. Like, <laughs> like he's just clinging on to whatever he can grab for himself. And it's just, it's so fucking sad, man. Yeah. And it makes me like hate it... the ending of the episode even more. Yeah. It... <laughs> I think it's just like, it. he's just grabs at whatever win he can take. And yeah. more often than not, it's just him being completely isolated and alone and just being like, well, at least I'm smart. And he like does a little foot stamp like a fucking toddler. Literally, yeah. Yeah, just it, absolutely insane. perthetic. And and spoiler alert, he is my weirdo because <laughs> because like 
How can he not be? There's no feasible way that we couldn't share a weirdo this week. <laughs> no, it's it's insane to have any other option other than him, frankly, because he is, I would say so far, he is the ultimate weirdo. Even, yeah. like, Adam was pretty punchable. I said it last week. <laughs> I, I wanted to punch Adam. Um, but... I don't know if this guy was someone else, man. The thing that stops Clive from being my ultimate weirdo is just the fact that he was right about pretty much everything. And Clive was nice. Clive, <laughs> Clive was friendly. He had a family, you know. He was he was a friendly enough man, wasn't he? He was a guy with a hobby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> sure, he, sure, he went a bit mad on a few conspiracy theories here and there, but like, yeah. who, who hasn't among us? Right? <laughs> who hasn't set up a little pinboard in their shed and gone a bit crazy from time to time? Look, I was going to say he's a, he's probably a bit too old to be molded by Reddit, but he was definitely on them like conspiracy columns, clipping out newspapers and drawing pins and shit on him. Yeah, but he seemed nice enough though, didn't he? He was yeah. he was friendly. Big up Clive, man. <laughs> yeah, he didn't deserve to get shot. No, he didn't. He deserved better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... Luke's fucking nuts. Like, He's an I, incel. He's a weird little fucking... Um, he's an incel. There's no other way to describe him. He's just... that's ex- I, 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 Honestly, I think th- the character is ahead of its time. Like yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That yeah. archetype of character is like much more prevalent today than it was in two thousand and eight, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, because like... he, he bought the world's biggest connective platform, Nathan. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like a. <laughs> yeah. It's much more prevalent today because he paid for it to be. He'd be like a fucking Bitcoin freak today and stuff. Like, oh, he would, wouldn't he? He'd be into crypto. He'd have NFTs and he'd, yeah. He'd weird little my ape's better than yours <laughs> my ape's cleverer than yours look at this little cartoon monkey i bought it cost me 12 million dollars bros invest in caster 36 coin you won't regret it <laughs> ratigan's coin <laughs> uh, what well, anyway. i almost feel like we haven't we've done too much on him i feel like we haven't done enough he's that big of a freak I don't want to talk about him. Anymore. We'll do we'll do we'll do a bonus episode next week on just Luke <laughs> breaking down Luke Rattigan. I don't want to do that. <laughs> do you know what I want? I want a Netflix documentary on Luke Rattigan. I want them to break down in a twelve episode piece just exactly what's happened in this man's life. Did you watch the Confidential? No, I didn't. I did. There's a, there's a bit of that. They get into him. Okay. Is yeah. it? Does the actor the act? I don't know much of the actor's work outside of it. I know he's in Plebs. You said last week, I think. Yeah, he's in Plebs. And he, but I don't know what he's like as a person. Is he he's a, a relatively nice guy. normal guy? Yeah, yeah, he's he's, a, he's he's fine. He's a nice guy. Like the, the actor is not the character. Okay, no, like, but like, does he talk like that? Does he have those? Like, no, eyes? no, he's got a no, he's got like a just a British accent, just a normal accent. Really, can you imagine what a fun part this would be to play if you're a young, like, aspiring actor? Yeah, what an incredible role! What an incredible freak! Um, Nathan, our queen returns twice. I know that we mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but we actually get two news montages this week. We do, yeah, yeah, we do. We already spoke about this, the second one briefly a little bit, but yeah, yeah. it's always good to see Trinity once again. Indeed. Um, I love Wilf. 
Wilf has All my right. heart forever. No, just, I, I know I'm, I'm aware I'm moving on, but I, I need to, otherwise I'll read the 30 other notes I have about Luke Rattigan. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just I love the fact that he's got his little brush out and he's sealing up all the windows and, and the yeah. door frames and stuff. See, this scene, like, uh, made me feel a bit, like, angry, I guess, because... Okay, like, it, do tell. It, it seems to be, like... I don't know if it's just me, but it seems to be, like... What? Why was Wilf doing it? Uh, and Sylvia's like, not like I don't know. It just seemed to be a bit like Sylvia was cracking the whip, making a very old dad sealing <laughs> the whole house. It might just be one of them, like you know, them things that just happen in shows where it's like, I mean, Wilf is very much like, get back inside. They always want the women, and like yeah. he has a bit of that old man in him, doesn't he? Yeah. You sit down, Sylvia. Or I'll look after this, but. I think she says to him, just, like, get back to work at one point or something like that. Oh, yeah, no, she actually does. Yeah, Yes, right. I think that that was what, like... Shut the what... fuck up, Wilf, and finish yeah. the job! <laughs> and then later in the episode, she comes back with some shopping, and she's like, put that away, will you? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think she's... I think she's... I don't know. I think I think she's having more of an introspective feeling, because there, there is a point in this episode... I don't think it's here. It's a bit later on, I believe. Uh, where she does just like burst into tears on the kitchen floor. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I think I think maybe this and you, Sylvia's not the greatest at expressing, is she? We've seen no. This. The, Sylvia's clearly got some issues of her own. <laughs> yeah. which she needs She's to a work bit tightly through. wound, I would say. Yes, she definitely um, is. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe and like I don't know. It, it, they're family, aren't they? You, yeah. You, you can do some. I mean, like, if she's just like, she just pulls a pensioner off the bus <laughs> and she's just like, do this, then, yeah, I'd be, I'd be with you. But, you know, that's her dad. She's probably been screaming at him. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Since she was however old. Well, that's fine, then. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's fine, I'm just saying it's like, that's, that's their family, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just one of those things that I noticed, and I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Little <laughs> odd, but okay, all right. Elder abuse. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. Well, they're coming back, so we'll see. <laughs> Wilf's in a wheelchair, and she's like, Dad, <clears throat> you're not going quick enough, Dad. We, we don't know if Wilf is coming back. I mean, by the time this is out, we will, but... It's true. Was Wolf back? I guess. I've seen it. I'm He's asking gonna... you. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Neither of us have seen it. Um, we don't know. He definitely filmed some stuff, but also I know that he couldn't film all the stuff they wanted them to. So, Oh, man, that's going to make me cry. It could be the case that they just decided that what little they have doesn't necessarily work. So, 
I don't, I don't think they could. I don't. They they know that there's such a. It'd be a shame not to celebrate him, especially well, they because he did come back. But they haven't said it though. That's the only thing. They at no point have they confirmed it. No one has confirmed it. Is Everyone like else, you... like they got like a you know like an announcement, an Instagram post, a poster, and all this sort of stuff, mm. but not Wilf. So is there something? Maybe they didn't want to like push promo of him when his family are still probably grieving him and everything, maybe? Well, no, because everyone got announced like before they even filmed it. Uh, okay. Mm. Hard to say. Maybe he was just a tough one to land, because he was in his 90s. What do you mean? Well, like, maybe they just weren't sure. Because like, obviously he did pass while filming, so maybe they just kind of were like, let's hold off on this until we get something in the bag. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it'd be. I'd. I'd love to see him. I'd obviously understand. I, I don't put entertainment over. <laughs> a family Lawrence, all this a speculation loss. is out of date anyway. Because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like I say, there'll be people listening to this. Like, shut up, you idiots! He was there. We yeah. all saw it. He saved the day. No, no. Yeah, Wilf did. <laughs> David Tennant regenerated into Wilf. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't know. I. I do love that moment. I think this is. Um, sometimes you need a. A moment like like the one I'm about to tell you that I'm talking about is I realized <laughs> so I hadn't introduced. I realized I hadn't made a point of the note I was going to make, so I was just allowing you time to right. understand. Well, why that I would why don't you it. make that point? Why don't you tell us what you're talking about and then <laughs> Thank talk you, about I will. it? <laughs> I will. Okay. Um, the moment with Donna and Wilf on the phone. Donna's waiting for the doctor to call her. Um, yeah, because once again, she just has no idea what to do with this phone. Um, yeah, and then so she calls Wilf. Um, and I, I think sometimes you need a moment like this in where stakes do seem kind of bleak and stuff, hope does seem a little bit lost. Um, I, I think it's always good to have a moment where you, you just amp up the hero of the piece a little bit. You know, that Wilf is saying, I don't understand. This is the entire world. How could one man be capable of fixing this? Yeah. And I just like that. That to me, I know it's not exactly how you would define Doctor Who magic, but that to me is just one of their moments where you really believe in the Doctor. Um, that, yeah, that's not how I would define Doctor Who magic at all. Because for me, it was like, I don't know, it seems to be a bit of Donna making excuses for him. Uh, yeah, because it is a bit dubious that he's just gone, you're going to have to give this a go. Yeah. And putting her directly in harm's way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is Maybe it's a little bit kind of, she's trying to make excuses, but, I, I, it, but he did save the day right like and he did say well they her. all did they all they all did it wasn't just yeah him. i know true. you love him and you <laughs> you only ever want to celebrate the doctor and his yes. achievements but it was very much a team effort that's true it was and chief of all luke ratigan yes um, <laughs> anyway um speaking of luke ratigan he goes to the sontarans he goes back to the sontaran ship with his his tail between his legs and he's like i'm sorry boys they didn't want to come and then they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, we don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, he, he comes tail between his legs and it's like as if they would give like a single shit. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like, so sorry. They didn't want to come to Mars or whatever. And I like, fucked the plan up. This plan <laughs> is obviously your plan too. I haven't yeah. thought about it much. Speaking of which, with um, Luke Ragan's uh, students or whatever, I guess that's what we're calling them. Where are you at on their jumpsuits? Because I was watching the episode this week and I was very much like, they are very clearly red. 
Um, I still found him orange. <laughs> you are definitely colorblind. Then. Yeah, my, neither my partial colorblindness didn't clear up in a week. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> okay. go to the opticians, and they go, "Oh, hang on." Well, I just thought maybe if you took a, another look at it in hindsight, but I, I, it wasn't on the top of my mind, so I'm still going from recollection. But they're yeah, very man, clearly they're, red. They're orange to me. They're just well, okay. orange. Well, you're definitely wrong. Did we <laughs> ask for people to send in thoughts? Did we yeah, get... but no, no one did. Not on that specifically, though. Okay. People said we we got thoughts, but not not that specifically. Okay, I mean it this time for my sanity. Please <laughs> let us know. We don't. I don't care that we're moving on to the doctor's daughter next week. I want to know what color these 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 tracksuit bottoms are to everyone else. You, you don't have to. We all know they're red. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> Nathan, was that what you had to ask me? Was that the whole point? Well, it was a point. I just I didn't want to interrupt your flow if you were in the in the midst of a flow. No, no, I was talking, um, it's just that funny, just to see Luke get betrayed, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just everyone walks out on him, just like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. He's like, um, oh, pity, we lost our target practice. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> they were like, this, and he, go, he goes into detail, he's like, the second your students boarded this ship, they would have been struck down! Yeah. <laughs> I like that the implication that, that that's just pity as well like, not pity that's just spite like, they don't sometimes don't need target practice <laughs> they don't know that's not even enough to go around yeah it's it's surprising they kept him as round as uh, it's surprising they kept him around as long as they did because like they mm. said they only needed him for fucking to develop and distribute the atmos system and then once that was done they could have just killed him but yeah and, and that's been going for a while yeah like you know, like everyone's got Atmos in their car, and a worldwide distribution isn't exactly like. That'll take a few years at least, yeah. probably. You'd imagine. So, fucking hell! Do you think Lucas has been holding on to this for like five years? Ugh. What a I'm freak! Maybe that explains yeah. why he's more of a freak. Well, His I'm... only mate is just a potato that wants to kill him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't really help things, but I, I feel like <laughs> they, he definitely had a complex beforehand because, yeah. How else? You know, it's true. Yeah, you can't. That's not a. You can't push that rationale on a man. No, you have to be half broken before that. We we skipped over something, but I do want to talk about it quickly. Uh, Beautiful. Tell me all about it. Oh, Lawrence. I'll tell you what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the loss of our dear friend Russ. Hang on. No, stop (laughs) it. (laughs) You're so wrong, and I hate that you know it. Sake. What do you mean? Gray- Nathan Greyhound Forty. Russ is he his takes- actual name. Yes, um, I'm sure it is. If you if if you show some respect, please. No, it's quite sad, isn't it? When uh, old Russ, yeah, uh, he, uh, he doesn't make it through the firing squad. I yeah, I think it's it's upsetting, but it does like I, I like these little moments in Doctor Who uh, where the Doctor is like actively saving the human race. Yeah but still has to deal with the fucking idiocy of the human race while he does so. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, their yeah. guns don't work. <laughs> what yeah. How, in what world do you think what, they're going to win? What do you expect them to do? Like, yeah. the, they have no weapons, so they're just... You want them to use their fists yeah. against these aliens that have been bred for war and have weapons. <laughs> and, and a suit of armor, and they're in a hallway. Yes. It's not exactly a lot of places to duck and cover. Oh, and by the way, all of his other friends are dead, and it's just him now. So yeah. Russ, solo this this platoon. Listen, Russ, I want you to go in there and to try your best, all right? 
What Nathan, a fucking prick, man. Yeah. I know that you love going to the tape. Would you be willing to go to the tape for the exact line where the doctor says his name was Ross? Lawrence, look, I know it's Ross, all right? <laughs> yes! I, I know it's Ross, all right? I knew that last... I, I, to be fair, I didn't know that last week until you, you said it. But... Uh, spoiler alert, this is just a fun little bit I'm doing <laughs> because I think it's funny for me to keep saying Russ, okay? You're playing with my emotions. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, for, you you ruined that. You you forced my hand there. You forced me to reveal the curtain, as it were. <laughs> I don't want to be gaslit on this podcast, Nathan. I'm not gaslighting you. <laughs> Gaslighting's um, not real. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Um... Yeah, I just I like that scene because it's just like the, he's just one of them guys. The major is just one of them guys that just can't take good advice until it's been proven that he's wrong. Yeah, and like, then, he's like, no, my guys will handle this. No, they won't. Then there's just that <laughs> funny but also awkward moment where the doctor just screams at him, and he's just there like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I kind of did fuck up a little bit there, didn't I? That is laying down the law. That is that's the yeah. doctor being like, I've been this has been nice up till now. Yeah, and get them out of that! Like literally, right in his face as well, and he just has to like stand there and go, "Yeah, okay, yeah. I kind of did." In front of up. all of his subordinates as well, just the yeah. ultimate dressing down that a man yeah. can receive, an ultimate ridiculing. But hey, it's what he deserves. Yeah, you got like four guys killed. Yeah, I do like that. Before that, they die. They're all just kind of chilling in the corridor as well. Ross is just kind of like, no, really little break with Ross. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah anyway the console mallet finally gets a bit of action Donna is it does has not been seen since the days of um, the um, Tooth and Claw possibly uh, that's what, the last time I remember it when the doctor was hammering the TARDIS so they were flying through time and space has he not given it a little hammer since <sighs> possibly I don't know hmm Maybe. Hard to say. Tenet oh, no, does... he, he, didn't he use it when they were, when Donna was flying the TARDIS? Maybe. No, they were doing the seesaw, weren't they? They were doing the, the back-and-forth seesaw movement. No, I think he might have used it. I don't know. It's hard to say. To be a lunatic. Hit me! Hit me! Anyway. You right there? Yeah. No, it's what the Doctor was singing when he was hitting the TARDIS with his hammer. Oh. Was he? Yeah, in Tooth and Claw. I don't remember. That was a lifetime ago. Should we go to the tape? <laughs> okay. Oh, now, now you want to go to the tape. <laughs> um, this is, the, I've put a note that just says this is the best way to use Donna. Donna is like, like perfect for a fish out of water comedy bit. Like, yeah. where she's just out of place, out of her depth, but Catherine Tate plays it with such like a sincerity. Yeah. That it's just, it's just funny. Like the, I can't, I can't. It's got. It's it's a it's a three finger, and the doctor's like, "You've got three fingers," and she's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> like, no, just... I get it. Like that is funny, but I'm also like, I see what Don is saying though, because like, if you saw like a big handprint thing designed specifically for an alien hand, I wouldn't be like, "Oh well, my hand is obviously going to work on that." You know, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would think there's no way. Like, you, what you've forgotten is that Donna is familiar with isomorphic control. Oh, will you fuck off with these? <laughs> I don't even think you know what isomorphic means. You're using it wrong. <laughs> it means they only work for one person. I know that's how the master says it, but I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm expanding the use of it. 
I understand it undermines the name. Later in the in the show, there's a, there's an episode where the Doctor says isomorphic controls aren't actually real. Oh, really? Yeah. So he just fumbled it then with the laser screwdriver. But I think then it gets proven that he was wrong about that. So hmm. I don't know. Anyway, what else is going on? Uh, the- no, yeah, that no, was fun. Donna's hitting them in the back of the neck and the the hammer and stuff. Yeah, good time. Good little bit. Um, I actually think it is genius to use the Valiant in the way they use the Valiant. Like- oh, yes. Yeah, so last week I I said, you know, we had the uh, the two jokes over the story, which the Doctor uses uh, from our previous episodes. We had, of course, Intrude the Window uh, yep. from Dalek, Mr. Van Staten. And then as soon as the Doctor puts on a gas mask, he goes, are you my mummy? Who was that for? <laughs> Yeah, no one other than him. (laughs) He's the only one who knows what that means. He's the only one who understands that reference. And I I like that it's like, it's semi serious as well. The major's like, Doctor, can I get your opinion on this or whatever? And he's like, Are you my mummy? And he's like, And literally, yeah, wasn't it the scene just before when he was screaming at them to get them out of there? (laughs) Yeah. And then he's just suddenly, hijinks. I like that. He's like, He's like, I'm, I've got to be really serious in front of the doctor now. And he goes up yeah. and the doctor is just completely switched on a dime. He's just in a completely yeah. silly, jovial mood now. Yeah. Um, yeah but it no, it is, it is clever to, to get the Valiant down to clear out that, like, 300 metres square yard area, I guess. No, I think... I So I didn't understand this uh, at first, but I think they did it so they could shoot out the building with the 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 signal that blocked the guns. Because the, the guns yes. will start working after this. They did, yes, yes, that's right, they did, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, I mean, I feel like this could have been done earlier as well. <laughs> I Probably feel like they, were like they knew the problem. Well, maybe the Valiant was away, maybe it had to get there. Could have been in Japan. Yeah, but maybe, just send in, like, just send the in The other Valiant. No, not the other Valiant, but, like, if they know <laughs> oh, they where got, the problem got, is. They got a whole fleet of Valiants, have they? <laughs> I, know, I, I guess they didn't know like what room it was like signal was being broadcast from so i guess they just went blow up the whole fucking thing and then it yeah. will hit some in yeah yeah um but i i do like that i said i i've put a note down that just says i know it's doctor who and i shouldn't like a lot of the gun stuff because i'm supposed to be on the side of the doctor and the doctor doesn't like guns yeah uh but it is nice to see the sontarans just like walk into battle like haha this is sport and then they just get fucking fucking layered with bullets yeah. And it's like, oh, you weren't expecting that one, were you? And the the general, he gets a little bit of comeuppance as well. He goes to that mm. that one son time. He's like, you will face me, sir. And then he just shoots him. Yeah. yeah. I did like that as well. I thought that was quite brave of the major. No, he's still a coward if you ask me. Yeah, he still he still sits pretty in his massive van for a large yeah. portion of the episode. But yeah. yeah. Um, the Doctor has a metal detector type setting on the Sonic. Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? I'm fine with it. This is actually yeah. one of the ones I'm fine with. <laughs> That's surprising. This checks out. It's like a bat thing. It's like sonar, isn't it? It's what the Sonic Are you seeing the clip of what the Sonic can do in the 60th? No. Well, she wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's something we'll discuss in three years. Fuck, okay. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, pretty rough on Martha, this episode. Why? Because... I, I like the fact that she goes, she leaves the TARDIS, um, she kind of checks in with her family, puts a, puts two feet on solid ground, gets a little bit more in touch with who she is when she's not pining over the Doctor. Very much so turns her life around, gets a great new job, and then the Doctor comes back into her life for like 24 hours, 
yeah. and immediately she's looking at an identical copy of herself die in her arms. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she like doesn't when she has that brief stint with Torchwood and the Doctor is not around. Doesn't she like have to fight a big alien bug and then gets turned really old? Uh, oh, does she turn old? I don't know if she, she gets old. She turns old. I saw a clip on Confidential. Oh, I don't remember her getting old. Well, I mean, and I saw a clip, so I'm not... I'm not, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> I'm remember. Like, I'm not making it up. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, I haven't watched this um, since, like, 2008. <laughs> I don't think Confidential are making it up either, you know? No, they just did a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, in 15 years, Lawrence is going to get really fucked off by this. <laughs> Um, but anyway, speaking of, Nathan, it is time officially to do some suit talk. All right, great. Well, you got hit me with it. We need a suit talk theme. We really suit do. Suit talk is talking about suits. We like the blue one, not the brown one. Suit talk brought to you by Stronger Legs. Nathan, it is time to do suit talk. Uh, we are going to be discussing in this iteration of suit talk, Martha and her her wearing of the big brown coat. So this isn't really suit talk, it's coat talk. It's coat talk, but it's like the coat suit talk is talk. the vibe. This is coat talk. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, Does it look better on Martha? Do you like no. it more on Martha? No, she... What did you say earlier? She looks like someone wearing a dad's jacket or something. <laughs> she looks like yeah. a kid in her dad's clothes. What did Donna yeah. say back to that? I couldn't pick it up. I can't remember. No. It's, it's something not great. <coughs> um, she, look, it's not a it's not a look. Martha rocks. Martha has rocked many iconic looks on the show. We got yeah. red leather jacket. We got blue pant. We got mm-hmm. red leather jacket and blue pant. Yeah. We we got open red leather jacket. Admit a flurry of looks. She has rocked. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Each as iconic as the last. All right. <laughs> Um, uh, but I don't necessarily think this is is one for her. Yeah. Really. Have you ever worn one say... of them hospital gowns? Yeah, they're they're not pleasant. Oh, like they open it, your ass is out for everyone. Then see, see this is what I was going to ask you, right? Because I've never worn a hospital gown. Is it true that you aren't? You just have to be bollock naked underneath? No, no, they do tie up. They have like little like Velcro things on the back, and you can like wear. I'm sure you can wear underwear and stuff. Well, I guess. It depends on what procedure. Yeah, but you need to get the full experience, done. Nathan. Well, I, I, not to be too gruesome, but I did have a, a surgery that I needed to go in for, and the surgery, I'd say, required me to be um, nude, natural. <laughs> oh wow, <Okay>. fully natural. <laughs> no <work>. suit talk. <laughs> no birthday suit. Birthday suit talk. <laughs> Um, so I had to wear the gown, and, and unfortunately nothing else underneath, so it was breezy. It was quite just, comfy, though, I'll tell you that. Just swinging about the local <laughs> hospital MX. Oh, that's, what an awful thing to say. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know that that was, I just thought that was like a sitcom thing, so they could be like, funny bum out scene in no, like, most I remember. sitcoms. I remember being very self-conscious when I was one. I was like, "Is my bum out?" I don't know. Because <laughs> you were just walking around free swinging it at M and S. You know, uh, every M&S. hospital's got an M and S. What? Every hospital has a downstairs M and S, so that everyone can ignore the hospital food and their relatives can bring up a sandwich. This is, oh, this is not true. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you, and every, I feel like you will with each passing episode, you're just giving us more of an indication of the type of upbringing and childhood you had. Your if your local hospital had a fucking a waitrose in the fucking foyer. <laughs> this is all pure speculation, Nathan. I actually have private healthcare. Um, Whoa. No, I don't. There he I is. Really don't. I am beholden to the flooded NHS. Um, Nathan, the the doctor gets to make a thing. Does he? Yeah, oh, he, yes, yes, of course, yes, sorry. Yeah, he gets he to does. make world-saving button. Big cannon boy thing, yeah. How's this work, then? I don't know. Right. Fires so a big like, thing. Uh, Oppenheimer wouldn't like it, because it, like, yeah. it, it does exactly what he feared. I was um, racking my brain for a funny tweet about this, and I couldn't <laughs> land on one, so I just went, I guess the podcast will have to just get my ramblings on it. Do um, the listeners know that any time you have a funny tweet, it's most likely written by me? No, that's so untrue. You get maybe... I will say that a couple of the ones that I've stolen from you have been the ones that have succeeded on Twitter, I will say. I feel like most of the, your ones that pop off are, are just ones that I've said to you in passing and then are like jokes I've made to you and then you'll just be like, a few days later, I'll tweet that out, I reckon. Yeah, I won't message you about it. I'll just be like, listen. Yeah. Right, it's just, if he sees this, it is what it is. <laughs> I've got more followers. That means I, I, I can do this. Sure. Yeah. I can plagiarize you for free. Um, would you, what do you want to be quoted on some of them? You, some of them are horrendous. Most, yeah, but I didn't write your horrendous ones. What was my real horrendous one recently? You didn't give me that one. Oh, I said Pedro Pascal was stretched too thin. That was bad. Yeah, that was amazing, was... and so many people disagree with you. What was? <laughs> Shut up. Just follow me there on was... Twitter. <laughs> there was there was one you did. Which was really like it, it. It made me angry to see it because of just how awful and nothing it was. I think it was Doctor Who related as well. I think it was as well. I think I remember it was just like it was like some something looked like it was regenerating, and I yeah. just like I think I literally just tweeted Doctor Who or something with it. Awful. Just... It was dreadful. I think I've deleted it. Yeah. If not, then I'll retweet it this week, and you can see it on the podcast. Great. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I, the doctor gets to make a thing. This is one of your things. You like it when Tennant gets to make a, a, a thing. I do, yeah, but I didn't like this because I, I, I like a little handheld thing. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, yeah. Like a little handheld gadget that you can run about with. This seems like much more like... It's a big thing, isn't it? This it's, is like a, a, it's like a turret you set down. Yeah, yeah. He's got to like... you got to put this on the ground. He gets to build it though. You get to see him. I, I he put does, down, it's, yeah. it's like a, a kid in a candy store, right? With the fucking the doctor in the Rattigan Academy science lab. He's just picking up fucking tubes and everything. He's using one as a little telescope as he runs around. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I was like, so what's the point of this? Yeah. <laughs> you can see less now. This doesn't seem necessary, Doctor. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Um, no, it is. It is definitely fun to see him build stuff. And then he, of course, <laughs> is it Martha or Donna who's like, but won't that ignite the atmosphere? And he's like, yep. Anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> let's carry on. <laughs> Should not maybe want to think about that one, Chief? I was close to sending a friend of the pod, Catherine, um, a, um, who's been on for a few episodes um, and is v- much more intelligent than both me and Nathan. Mm. Um, more so Nathan, because I'm smarter than Nathan. Um, but it's <laughs> really not. <laughs> Um, but I was very close to messaging her and I realised there probably wouldn't be time for her to get back to us Um, just about being like 
logistically, how does this work? Like, what is actually probably, what is probable to happen in this scenario? We did get a question about it, so I guess we can talk a little bit more about it then. Okay. Yeah. Catherine, you should have got back to that message I didn't send you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is the Oppenheimer thing. Igniting the atmosphere is a bad thing. I don't Lawrence, know how. we got a question about it. We okay. can talk about it more then. <laughs> okay, fine. Why does the woman kiss the major? What was this? I missed this. The woman, the the, the woman that was like basically waiting on the major to say fire, and she yeah. was she was like earlier on she was like North Korea ready yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, she just kisses the major when the atmosphere ignites. She gives him a little kiss. It's one of those things, isn't it? You just kiss someone when the day is saved. A celebration well, of life. Not work, you don't. <laughs> no, you do. Yeah, if it's a big stressful situation. Yeah, but I feel like unit deal with big stressful situations. She should be more composed is what I'm getting at. I mean, you'd think so too, but these guys seem very out of their depth the entire time. Yeah, true. This is like the B-Squad. And I get he's taking what he can get, I think, because he's been, he's been publicly dressed down by the Doctor. The fact that she respects him at all is a miracle. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. An excellent finish to your point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like how the day is saved. Everyone's clapping, and the doctor goes, "Now we're in trouble." Because you flat like Sontarans, just they don't lose; they win or they die. Um, and I like. So I guess that's losing. Like, <laughs> I guess they do lose. They die is it's a form of losing. No, but that's what I I'm guess. saying. They, but they don't. They they win or they <laughs> yeah, die trying. They, they won't don't give up. care about losing because they don't care about death. Basically, yeah. which is a coward's way out, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this whole doctor? He needs to give him a choice. Is it annoying? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because, because like, I think so too, but I can't articulate it. So I, I think there's there's something in like a... Uh, it, it, it's like the... I don't know, maybe this doesn't apply, but like the sunk cost fallacy. Right? And we all know what that is. Um, but for any listeners who <laughs> might not be aware, why don't you explain what that is like? Okay, so it's like... <laughs> Can you give up on something? Like for right, the best way I can describe it is I have it with The Walking Dead. I okay. watched I watched The Walking Dead up until it was like too bad to continue. Which but, for me was like several seasons before you. Yeah, yeah, but this is what I'm saying, right? I watched it so let's say I think it I think it got worse from season two onwards. I well yeah, that's just a fact. But I can tell you the exact episode I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Is it the one where Glenn was under a bin? No, no, no. It was the one where Glenn, spoiler alert, was killed by Negan. Oh, so many people turned off of that one. That that I watched that episode and I was like, I reckon that, and I think that was like the first episode of a season. Like it was the opener of yeah, like a season. Cliffhanger resolve, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's enough for me. I'm done with this show now. And I yeah. was like, that was it. Never, never went back, never saw another episode after that. That is fair. See, I stuck with it longer than that, even though I knew yeah. I shouldn't. Bizarre choice. It was, but this is this is the sunk cost fallacy, right? Because I've put too much, I've sunk too much of my time into it. Oh, I see. I Therefore, see. I deem it worthy of just finishing, so that I can be like, at least I got to the end, I finished it. So I don't my know if point I have is, anything with that. I'll drop anything. Well, no, I don't think I'll ever drop Doctor Who. See, like, I mean, I guess I drop Doctor Who. Yeah, this kind of applies think... for me. I never did, but I, but Doctor Who for me personally never got to a point where I was like, "This is awful." Like even yeah. during some you know, episodes, I, I may not have liked as much. I was still never like this is, a week after week. Like this is horrendous. I still managed to find things to enjoy all throughout and stuff. So 
Yeah. So it never got to that point for me personally. But no, that's fair. But I don't know. So I, maybe I don't know if it does apply here. I like, but I'm trying to articulate how this is as well, right? But like, the doctor has to give him a chance. Like, it, like he's all in on it. Like, and just he he has to give him a chance because that's his thing. Maybe is that, I think yeah. Is that what you're like, saying? I guess so. Yeah, kind of. I I don't know if that applies that well, but it's no. like it, it's the thing of I could be right, and if I'm if I'm right, and I just go in and blow them up, and I think mm. they could change, then I've killed people. Yeah, which makes sense, and it it does make sense from the doctor's point of view, especially because like you know we we talked a lot about the change he's gone through and how like you know a, a series one. Christopher Eccleston, Doctor, fresh out of the time wall, would just straight been like, right, see you later, boys. Been nice knowing you. Yeah. Bang. Off you pop. Yeah. Um, he, I think he would have given them that initial chance, but then the second they didn't agree to it, mm. he wouldn't He wouldn't have, like... The Tenth Doctor gives people, like, third and fourth chances. Yeah. Because he's a coward. Did... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I just, I don't know. It, it is, it is frustrating, but at the same time, like he wouldn't be the doctor if he didn't. It's, it's only frustrating because it's like, because it's the Sontarans. I mean, like, there, yeah, there's no scenario where yeah. they go, ah, oh, fair one. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, we're going to be good now because they're not, I mean, Strax is pretty cool though. Yeah, but as he he's he's not been he's not been with the boys, has he? Was he part of the tenth Sontaran battle fleet? No, no, he wasn't. Because one of them got away. One of them landed in Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, really? Yeah, one of them. There's like a, a scene where they show the ending of this episode of all of the the station blowing up. Yeah, um, and then they cut to a much worse off looking um, <laughs> shot of like one of the Sontaran little cube, uh, not cube, uh, little sphere ships. Yeah, just kind of going in and smoking into the earth and crashing. Mm, and there's like there's an episode where the kids have to, there's like basically a Sontaran in the forest yeah. hunting them and they have to evade it. It's quite a good episode to be fair. Mm, well, you are something to look forward to. Mm. Um, it's yeah, annoying. Is my point? Yeah. Yeah, but it's the Doctor, isn't it? It's what he does. Yeah. You can't even just have to... even if he even if you know he it's a pointless choice. He still has to to give them that choice because that's who he is at the yeah. end of the day. It's I agree. The Doctor. I think the standoff yeah, the is like tense as well. It's appropriately tense. I think, like, yeah, you because the, the the doctor is just like their calling is bluff, and yeah. I don't think the doctor's ever going to push it. Like, I don't. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I think he's just completely clueless up until he gets forcefully removed. Yeah, um, and I love that he's just like he, he, the doctor. Like, there's that great exchange where he's he's like, "I'll do it," and he and he just cuts him off and goes, "Then do it. Then come yeah. on. Like, like, what are you waiting for?" Um, and you know what? I especially don't like the this episode trying to make me like Luke at the end because <laughs> spoiler yeah. alert, he didn't. He didn't. Okay, he didn't yeah. achieve that at all. I was like, good. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. You, you, this is the rightful place for you. You deserve yeah. to die amongst these pack of weirdos. This is exactly what you deserve, Sontaha. Indeed. Goodbye. Yeah. He goes out cool, I will say. It's a cool last line, but it is definitely right. designed to make me think he's cool. No. He's and not I cool. think that he's just made himself feel a bit cool. And that's great for him, but he's now dead and the world is a better place. He is dead and the world will forget him. Yeah. But they'll probably still use his search engine. No, they'll go back to Google, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you might yeah. be right. Um, 
I do like something to cap off this episode. The Sontarans ultimately do have a positive effect on the rising concern of global warming. Everyone they has ditched do. their cars. Yeah. In this world, in this universe, global warming is now solved. So. Yes. Forever. We did it, everyone. We did it. We'll be judging Sylvia different if she pulls up to the 60th in a car. We we did it. Sylvia, do you not think Sylvia was a bit patronizing as well when she was like, oh, I walked all the way to the shops. You want to catch me getting in the car? She says yeah. to the woman as that woman gets in her car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it couldn't be me. <laughs> couldn't be me. What are you doing? Sylvia, you're new to this neighborhood. <laughs> Stop it. Uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a little bit patronising. I've had to stop myself doing it a few times where I, like, um, I've seen my wife eating some, like, shortbread biscuits and I'm on a health kick and I've been like, yeah, they're terrible for you. And then I look down at my physique and go, shut up. Every shut time you up. mention your health kick, I want to punch you in your See, this is what, this is what I'm okay, saying. I have yeah. to be consciously aware that I'm now, <laughs> an interest that I'm interested in right now, yeah. firstly, is not reflected in how I look. So I just look like an idiot saying it. And also makes you insufferable <laughs> yeah. to everyone around you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Literally no one likes the health kick person. <laughs> Whenever the health kick person shows up, everyone's like, oh, fuck off, man. This, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just let me kill myself in peace, all right? At Leave the bar, like, uh, how, many point, how many calories are in that pint of Carling? Oh, go away, man. <laughs> Can I scan the barcode, please? I have this app. It's a really good app. <laughs> yeah. Um, Martha is coming with them, whether she likes it or not. See, this is a great ending. This it really is, is. Really interesting ending. we got the gang in the TARDIS. They're having a... A little uh, goodbye, little, a little, a little what, what am I saying? I don't even fucking know. I'm having a stroke. Um, they're having a little moment where they say goodbye to each other. It's like, all right, I'll see you later, boys. I'm going to go see my husband. Um, and then the door shuts and the TARDIS Ooh. roars up and and it all goes. And the doctor seems like he's kidnapping her, I guess, from her point of view. Um, she's she's very quick to be to be like let me out and he's like this isn't me why would I do this <laughs> what is going on though it's interesting I genuinely can't remember I haven't seen the Doctor's daughter in fucking ages I have but the I state... don't remember anything about like um like why the, they get the drawn fish? there the half the half yeah no it, it is a fucking interesting concept I'm it yeah. it, it does it does Doctor Who very very well i think because it's just like it it ends a conflict and then immediately is like there's a, there's more shenanigans yes exactly martha's sticking around as well more mm. adventures with martha and so. i'm glad too because she was yes. it was her grand return but she spent most of it as a hypnotized weirdo exactly so let's let's have more fun with martha yeah as actual martha, martha. nathan martha. i think it might be time to discuss <laughs> luke rattigan <laughs> of the week Weirdo of the Week! This is everyone's favorite. Ugh, it's Luke. It's Luke. Yeah, it's Luke Rattigan. It's Luke. We all know it's Luke. We're doing Weirdo of the Week. It's Luke Rattigan. For anyone who doesn't know, Weirdo of the Week is a segment where we talk about whatever weird freak showed up this episode. Who else could it possibly be? Okay? It's Luke. The man's making breeding programs. The man's yes. thinking that people are going to abandon their families and go off to Mars with him in his weird teleport ornament that he has. 
teleport ornament? So what he got is just got a big decorative teleport thing in his living room, isn't he? Oh, his big box thing. Yeah. 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 Strange. Um, yeah. The the I I would I know he's my weirdo last week, and we've already spoken at length about like why he's he's a weirdo, but like genuinely, this segment was created with him in mind because it's yeah. it's he's fully. The blueprint. He is the blueprint, and he, as we said, he is really the ultimate weirdo that we've had. And you know, if you're finding yourself watching these episodes of Doctor Who, and you you know you you notice some similarities between yourself and uh, Luke, um, it's okay to get some therapy. You know, mm. it's, seek it's, help. Uh, yeah, it's okay to yeah. You know, if you want to, <laughs> just go... someone listening to this, headphones in, making their breeding plan. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh what if you want to go to mars and make a breeding plan with people who don't want to go to mars with you then maybe you know you <laughs> or have might... sex with you for that matter yeah <laughs> and well, i think that's implied in the fact that they don't want to go in the first <laughs> yeah place. i think it's implied yeah. in giving anyone a breeding plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you know hey he should get therapy he's a freak Anyway, Nathan, yeah. did we get any emails or tweets this week? Lawrence, we got so many emails and so many tweets. Thank um, goodness. Uh, well, we got a few. Um, so we'll do Twitter first of all. Um, Dr. Sheev uh, at Howard Ollie 85931 says, Nothing like a firestorm in the sky killing everybody who lives at altitude. <laughs> uh, so... So, yeah, and yeah, there is a shot as well. Like as it, <laughs> as the the fire like burns through the atmosphere. There's a shot of it going through New York, and it's very clearly below some of the buildings. So like, <laughs> so you'd imagine like whoever like lives up in those higher floors just incinerated <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's I guess fuck him. Yeah, so maybe that was the doctor's secret eat the rich message he knows that the people in the penthouses are probably just future maybe. luke ratigans waiting to be coerced by the sontarans in the future so he's, he's like fuck it death to them all now <sighs> sorry yawn uh that's a message i support so yeah, yeah. i agree indeed that's a great i never consider that's a great point <laughs> M- right okay look i <laughs> this is from at soupy soup brain but i'm a hundred percent sure they have changed their at their name on twitter just to fuck with me okay okay <laughs> because i'm pretty sure it was magnanimous acorn holder before but i'm looking at it now and now it's mangan man, <laughs> man- <laughs> nathan's nathan's war with pronouncing this name continues Mangaminoris, it now says, Mangaminoris Acorn Holder. They've 100% changed that just to fuck with me. I'm going to be careful about what I read, but I'm, I'm going to find out what this username is. Wait, wait, just hold off, just hold off. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> Ratigan's little, in quotes, breeding program spiel easily puts him in the top weirdo of all-time contention. I do not care that he gets a redemption at the end. He is so authentically weird in a snotty golden child Elon Musk wannabe way that triggers my flight or fight response. And then there's a picture of Luke Ratkin and he's put an arrow and then big stinky poo head. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay I'm, now I'm going to go find this. Now you can find it. <laughs> 
a crudely drawn on arrow as well. I yeah, love it. which um, is great. But yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure that they have just changed that name just to fuck with me. Yeah, that's that's now um Manga Minorus. Manga Minorus. Manga Minorus, yeah. Was it always it was it wasn't always that, surely. It was, was Magnaminous at one point. I'm a hundred percent sure it was Magnaminous. Because I think I think the first thing was that we accidentally said uh, Magnum Enormous or something. No, I think I said Mag uh, Magnumonious, I think I might have said. Maybe. The first time. Stop doing um. this. Stop <laughs> fucking with us, alright? No, I like it, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they have if you have changed that name just to fuck with me super super Brendan, and i respect it that yeah. is quite the the uh the little trick yeah. I, I i respect it um and then of course uh greg cactus face hey. uh, at g cactus face uh, says baseball players generally are quite tall however there have been some short kings on the side edward carl uh, gadel was 109 centimeters tall and played major league baseball both edward and a Santarin would be equally shit at dunking in basketball <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wait. <laughs> i really enjoyed the setup there <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> Just all that unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, Greg. Thank you very, very much, Greg Cactus Face, and to everyone that tweeted. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. <laughs> the equally shit. <laughs> this, uh, we're on to emails now. Yeah. This is from Matt K. Uh, and the title of this email, the subject line suggests it has actually nothing to do with this episode because this is entitled Voyage of the Damned Feedback. Okay, is this feedback on our performance, our episode? We're about, we're about to find out. Uh, good day, Nathan and Lawrence. Spoiler alert, one of the rare instances your name has been spelled correctly. Um, you don't mention this, but I know you You secretly hate anytime anyone spells your name L-A-W. It fucking annoys me <laughs> so much. Because most of the times it happens in like... Uh, like I, I edit for YouTubers, if you're new, yeah. right? And and they'll tweet out like a little just a thanks to like yeah. thanks to Lawrence for doing the edit. My my yeah. my username is my fucking name spelled correctly because <laughs> I wrote it and it's mine and I know how to spell it. And then so many people are like cheers Lawrence and I'm like yeah. do you know what I fucking hate that. So I hate it so much. I understand it's an unusual name. It's not a name you hear every single day. It's not that unusual. No, yeah, and that's the thing. It's not that unusual, but it's not like Jack or something that everyone unanimously spells one way. Should we call you Larry now? No. That is so much worse. I reckon we should all call you Larry. In that case, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, good day, Nathan and Lawrence. I'm writing to let you know I am very much enjoying the pod. Thank you very much. Uh, You two are doing a great job, and I'm very much looking forward to future episodes. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Uh, This this really does feel like gearing up for feedback on us. Here we go. I do, however, have one piece of criticism. During your episode of Voyage of the Damned, you focused on Mr. Cooper's, uh, Mr. Copper's, conversion of credits to GBP. Uh, I did, because I am weird and pedantic like that. However, I think it's worth drawing attention to the fact that he is not from Earth. Presumably, the TARDIS would be translating for him whilst in proximity. Are we assuming he speaks English, or would he be left on Earth unable to communicate, speaking some alien language, after the Doctor and the TARDIS eventually fuck off? (laughs) That's a good point. Anyway, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on the matter. Cheers for all the good work. Keep it up. 
Matt. My my thoughts are that you are incredibly correct. I think yeah, yeah that I is absolutely so. what will happen. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the doctor leaves, he's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's anyone saying? Because it'll go for him <laughs> yeah. as well. So people yeah. will just walk up to him and he'll be like, I'd, oh, but then he's. Oh, no, his degree's fucking useless, isn't it? He yeah, it's from, anything. like, fucking dishwashers or whatever it was. <laughs> Mr. Magoo's dishwashing emporium <laughs> yeah, for Earth wannabes or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I, I don't think... Um, yeah. It's not going to go well for him, basically. No, it's absolutely not. I think, yeah, the second no. the TARDIS fucks off, he's fucked. But he's got a lot of money. I was going to say, exactly. Money talks. It does. So all he, just, all he needs to do is... <laughs> but also, he could just immediately get mugged. And just, <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could just flash his cash to the wrong person... And then, like, he could go to someone and like and try to communicate that he needs help buying a home or whatever. And yeah. then be like, "Yeah, mate, I'll look after you. Don't worry." And then he just gets like beaten up and has his money stolen or whatever. <laughs> I so, love. Like, like, I'm pretty sure he does walk away going, "I've got money." And he's just does. dancing to himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He don't want to shout that in London, mate. No, <laughs> he really don't. <laughs> Do not. Um, yeah. Uh, I firstly, I appreciate um, the the criticism. Um, yes, for for not bringing it up, um, <laughs> and secondly, I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and also thirdly, thank you for spelling my name correctly. It means a lot. You're welcome. Um, this one is from Jared Coastal, um, and they say hello to my favourite argumentative team. <laughs> that's very accurate. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incre- uh, incredible foresight, if so. But was your podcast name still got legs? In reference to Davros's return without <laughs> his wheelchair, all the best, Jeff Lemon. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it, it wasn't. <laughs> that would have been some truly incredible uh, foresight on our end. Um, if anyone doesn't, I think it's obvious. But if anyone doesn't know, the podcast is actually named after one of the first things. Um, the 11th Doctor says, when David Tennant regenerates into him, he goes, mm. I'll play the clip here. Legs! I've still got legs! The original title of the podcast was actually going to be Legs, I've Still Got Legs Good. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, no, that's not true. Um, we also had some different titles. Holding Up Who was there for quite a while. Holding Up Who was there. That was going to be when it was more about, like, we look back on, is it just nostalgia talking, or is it yes. actually good? And Does I think, hold I think we would have outgrown that concept very quickly because most of them are just good. <laughs> Still Got Legs is also kind of that, though, because the idea was, like, we'll see if the show actually does still have legs. It's kind of like a, a double meaning. Like, yeah. does it still have legs? But it does. It's good. Yeah, it, it does, know? yeah. We hardly ever touch on it because the concept <laughs> yeah. is largely redundant. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Still Not Ginger was floated. Still Not Ginger was floated. Um, very, very briefly. Oh, Trinity was, Wells fan club was up there. <laughs> it wasn't, unfortunately. Wasn't there was gonna be one that was like um like who watches who or something or uh oh yeah, there was gonna be something. Something uh, new, like that. New to who. New to who, that was it. Because the yeah. idea was we was gonna do it with your wife, wasn't we? Yes, yes. Um, and, like, who who hasn't really seen Doctor Who? But and we ran she... away with that concept so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then we asked her, and she was like, I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't check this with you. 
<laughs> I'll be a better partner going forward. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, when we came up with that name, we were like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. And we had not had a single conversation with <laughs> typical blokes. Just be like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah. You just ask me a question about my wife. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll get her around on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. That's the story of. <laughs> just this picturing, book. like, you know, I've been doing a lot of the washing up recently. <laughs> Got a question for you. You can say no. You can say no. <laughs> How would you like to talk about Doctor Who once a week for the next three years? She uh, she is uh, she is actually getting on board for the 60th. She's excited to watch the new era as it comes out. Well, there we go. Well, maybe we'll get her on that episode in <laughs> three years' time. Yeah. No, by that point, she'll be off of it again. Like. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, lovely, so... lovely stuff. So there we go. Um, is there? And then, of course, I, I spoke to, again with Sam this week. Um, and just again, thank you very much, Sam, for sending in this uh, Trade to Worlds card. Very much appreciated. It will at some point go on our studio wall uh, yeah. as soon as we get that built. Genuinely a very, very generous gift. And it like it, it, it's it's a silly card. It's a silly signed card. But like... It's not silly, it's beautiful. No, no, but this is what I'm saying, right? To so many people, this would mean absolutely oh, nothing, but it genuinely yes. it genuinely is very touching that <laughs> someone enjoys this and listens and cares enough about it to send it in. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Sam. Indeed. Um, that will do it. Indeed, indeed. Thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, then please feel free to leave a little review. Speaking of, Nathan, have we got any reviews that you can read out for us? Of course I have, Lawrence. We've got so many reviews that we can read out. First of all, this one uh, is five stars. Thank you very much. Of course, we don't accept any less, unfortunately. Uh, it's from RiaRocks223, who says, This is one of the best Doctor Who podcasts I've ever listened to, and I can't wait to hear more. Um, thank you very much. Um, and then I'll just pick another one here, completely at random. Yep. Uh, let's see here. This one seems fine. <laughs> this one is called Still Got It, Five Stars. This is from Jeff Lemon. And, of course, it says, A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on, bizarre, on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Never stop, and I never will. So, people that go. aren't us, let us know if you if you were still enjoying this. It doesn't matter, Lawrence, because it I does. enjoy it. So. Never stop, it says. Yeah. Um, Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but people can leave their own little review that could what? be read out. Yeah, indeed, indeed, it can it can be so. Uh, Are you insane? You... No, I'm not. No, this is they something. Can do this, that? Is a, this is a Are relatively you... normal concept. You are pulling my dick. <laughs> <laughs> very glad we've established that we don't do this in person on this episode um nathan people can leave their own little review that we enjoy uh, i don't know can... if i'm keeping that okay. <laughs> i might just beep it uh, yeah please just please <laughs> uh yes you can leave your own little review for the third time uh, on your podcast platform of choice uh, if you go over onto apple podcasts uh, if, if, even if you listen on Spotify, if you're just feeling generous and you know it's almost Christmas, it's the giving season, just go on over to Apple Podcasts. It's giving season. It's giving season. Have you seen that? This thing. Yeah. 
It's like it's like the gay test. Yeah, it's like loads of queer people are just on Twitter being like, well, "This has ruined me." Yeah. It's weird though because I saw it and my immediate thing was it's giving season, season. you know, <laughs> not like it's giving season. Me when anyway. I put paprika on my chicken. Um... <laughs> Fuck right, let me steam through this, otherwise we're never going to do it. Podcast uh, platform of choice, give us a little uh, review. It'd be nice if you wrote a little comment with your review. Let us know what you think about the show. You can also follow this show on Twitter. We are at yes. uh, Still Got Legs Pod uh, for. Cast. Huh? No, yeah, sorry, you're right. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Still Got Legs Pod. Uh, that is where you'll get a little post reminder that these episodes go up every single Monday at 10 a.m. It's also where Nathan will nicely tweet out what we're talking about, the episode that's coming up, and you can share your thoughts. That would be very, very cool if you got involved in that. You can also email us at stillgotlegspodcast at gmail.com for any longer thoughts you may have. Indeed, Or if you do. just want to get in touch. And Nathan, we should have done this housekeeping up top, but we actually have another podcast, Do Not We. What? That's me fancily saying, don't we? Nathan, we have another okay. podcast and we spoke about Doctor Who on it this week. We did. Gone. We did speak about Doctor Who, kind of. Um, celebrate the 60th anniversary, we spoke about uh, an adventure in space and time. Mm. Um, the uh, the a TV movie about the inception and creation of Doctor Who. Um, and we did that on our uh, flagship on our flagship podcast, our pop culture show, Another Happy Pod, which is available every Friday at 10 a.m., that's another happy pod on Twitter where we talk about pop culture, movies, TV shows, uh, whatever else you want to t- chat about. We'll talk about it. We will. And sometimes we, we just talk about nothing. Yeah, it's true. And one of them is coming up, probably. Uh, that is everything. Thank you very, very much for listening. We will see you next week for The Doctor's Daughter. The Doctor's Daughter, and we'll find out if it still has legs. Oy. This is something we do. I pressed the wrong one. <laughs> There's a bit of a gap. What are you doing there? Everybody Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.